Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man with the nature boy, the greatest of all time, Rick Flair. Rick, how are you, sir? Good, man. How are you? Man, better than I deserve. <laughs> Excited to be with you today. And, well, you're a whole year older than when we spoke last week. Wow. What's it feel like to be 74? <laughs> I don't know. My problem is I still feel like I'm 23. So I just look 84 or 74. <laughs> Good problem to have. As we're recording yeah. today, I think you mentioned as we got going, today is Ricky Steamboat's birthday. It is. How about that? Greatest, I didn't realize greatest, you guys baby face of all time. No question. The perennial baby face. Uh, Jim Ross and I recently did a, a profile on him, and we don't think that uh, he probably even could have been a heel if he tried. Like that dude was just so mm-hmm. likable. Yep. Exactly. There's just something about him. He's just, he's, he's hard to boo. Ricky Morton the same way. And basically, even though what they, because it was territorial back then, it was very hard to make Jack Briscoe as handsome as he was a heel. But he was a heel when he came to other territories, you know what I mean? But how do you look at handsome Jack Briscoe and make him a heel, you know what I mean? No doubt. So there have been a couple of them that special. And Ricky's right there in that, in that capacity, man, for sure. Well, uh, everybody wants to know what did, uh, what the nature boy do for his, uh, birthday celebration. <clears throat> we had a party at Boulan, a new place here in town. How Fantastic. Was yeah. Awesome. We had a it was a great party. It was a great party. Thank you. So let's talk about, uh, what else happened over the weekend. XFL football is back. We're a couple weeks in now. Have you had a chance to catch any of it? what do you think? Uh, I have caught a couple games. Um, you know, it's for me. It, I, I'm not. It doesn't create a lot of interest for, for me personally. I think the guys are playing. They're playing lights out. But I, I just, um, you know, I, I'm like. I guess I. I think I'm like a lot of other people. Without any name recognition, it's hard to latch onto a team. It's like, you know, as, as I get older, all the guys that I knew that were playing, one by one. I mean, the last being Tom, right now, and then I'm hanging on there and Rogers. And because I, I own, I own, I know Aaron fairly well, but the rest of all my guys are gone. So I'll be pulling for wherever Aaron goes this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. With that amount of money, he's getting like over $60 million. He ain't going anywhere. He's staying in green Bay. You don't think you don't, you don't think he'll go to the jets, huh? No, not for $60 million. You stay put and just collect. Oh, no, he's going to make the same money. He'd, I he'd make, he'd, well, I, I hope he stays in green Bay. But, you know, who knows? The big news for me is LeBron got hurt again, damn it. Lakers were really looking good. Came back from 27 points. And, uh, God, did you see Barkley yesterday with Stephen A? He was on fire. (laughs) Was he great? (laughs) Barkley and Deion Sanders have been on fire the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. He just can't get away from from Barkley. It's it's so, so real. I love it, man. And Stephen A., that was a great 30-minute commercial-free gig, man. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the big fight over the weekend. It was a spectacle. Jake yeah. Paul is uh, going to go go down with his first loss. He finally fought a quote-unquote real boxer, Tommy Fury, the younger brother of Tyson Fury, who came in 8-0. Of course, Jake came in 4-0. And uh, Jake threw fewer punches, landed fewer punches, and lost the split decision. 
I got a chance to watch it. Did you get a chance to see oh, it? Watched, I watched the entire thing. And to me, it wasn't even a split decision. He got his ass whipped. Yeah. But here's the deal. I, I didn't realize if someone had told me that there was, that Jake was 40 pounds heavier. So I was assuming Jake would, you know, with his 40 pounds in weight advantage. When I found out the guy weighed the same, I just went the opposite way. I, it just, it, I mean, it's not really fair. The, the, the kids, um, well, it's fair because they're making a lot of money to begin with. But yes. Um, when I found out he weighed the same, I thought Jake just was out there on guts alone because he got he got crunched, man. I mean, he, the kid went down to a knee for a second, but I mean, he came right back up. I I, I don't think it was even a uh, I don't think it was close. I, I didn't think it was close until the knockdown. But you know, I know that Tommy Fury's camp tried to act like it was a slip. It was not a slip. Jake knocked him down. Yeah, I do think we'll get a rematch and I think it will do big business. That was really Tommy Fury's first time being on a card this big, especially in a headline position. So he made a ton of money and it was because of the notoriety and influence that Jake Paul brought. Oh, I mean, once again, I'm taking out the way from Jake. He's a tough kid, yes. Yes. but he, he, he's not supposed to be beating real boxers. No, he's not. So, um, and I, if I were him, but that's an example of why. I don't think he wants to fight Mike Tyson. No, <laughs> no. He's a real boxer. Can, can really smack you around. And Mike is in really good shape. I see him all the time. He's running six miles a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, he still trains. Well, listen, I, uh, I know for sure that uh, his brother Logan is going to be a big part of WrestleMania against yep. Seth Rollins. And just knowing that this guy is a natural heel, I got to say, I'd kind of like to see Jake Paul do some stuff in wrestling space too. What do you think about that? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because he's a good, he's great. Both those kids are better than some of the guys that do it full time for a living. I'll stand by that comment all day long. Are you kidding me? And they, and that until you told me last week that Sean was training Logan, which now makes sense. Yeah. I, I thought, God, the guy just got incredible natural ability. No, I think they're big and they draw money. There you go. And that's the name of the game. And that's, that's uh, all there is to it. Draw money. This, uh, this weekend is the big AEW pay-per-view. They're going to be in your old stomping grounds for TV, the old cow palace, which I know you've had more than your fair share of matches in, but this yeah, weekend absolutely. Uh-huh. is a pretty big time show. Uh, it, it's a really loaded show, a heavy wrestling show. If that's what you're looking for. Boy, they got it in spades. The main event is MJF and Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. What do you think happens here, Rick? Well, uh, first of all, I love those kind of matches. You know how I feel about it because there are so few people that can pull them off because they have to go 60 minutes, right? Yes. Um, And that alone is an art in itself and i don't give a shit when anybody says if you haven't gone 60 minutes before i don't think mgf has, has done an hour broadway before has he i don't believe so no uh and i don't know if brian has either but i mean he has they, they certainly have this they certainly have the ability um but a lot of it will depend on timing and uh and pacing and it's going to require a to, to be really good, and they'll be judged by, by, by a guy like me very heavily. 
because they always say, oh, the old-time guy is good enough. Me and Steve Wilk could do them standing on our head. Me and Ricky Morgan could do them standing on our head. And we didn't sit in rest holes and headlocks and shit like that. Some guys you had to, but there's some guys that could go an hour without blinking an eye. Harley, Jack Briscoe. I mean, it's a lost art because the guys don't have to do it. But I think the audience will love it, and I, I expect both the guys, because they're really good, to put on a great performance. But time will tell. The I last, you know, you know what? There's a, the last 15 minutes makes or breaks it. Actually, the last 10 minutes, they got to save everything they have for the last 10 minutes because they can forget about the first 45 and wish it hadn't even happened until the last 10. That's when we'll see what they got. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Last year at Revolution, MJF had his longest match in AEW history so far. He went 38 minutes and nine seconds, and he beat CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big show. I yeah. mean, yep, that's that, that's still uh, 22 minutes short of an hour. Yes, it is. <laughs> Me, I'd had I had my blade out three times. <laughs> I was taking my blade out for the third time going into the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Hoping there was another place I could cut myself. <laughs> Do you think fans, like if you were booking this, would mm-hmm. you put a 60 minute Iron Man match on last? Not one where, you know, it could end at any time. I know you used to have a lot of 60 minute time limit draws, but that's not what this is. Regardless, they're going 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I would think you would start the show with that rather than finish with that. What do you think about that? I think if they are, I, I think, um, I, I know what you're saying, but I would be, if I'm supposed to be the, the champion, it's for the title, right? Yep. Champion's got to go on last. I, mean, I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm emphatic about that. Champion goes on last. If you're supposed to be the best and supposed to be representing the company, you go on last. And you follow whatever you have to. And God only knows, can imagine what it was like trying to follow the Road Warriors and Dusty and <clears throat> Tully and Iron and Magnum and the Road Warriors. I mean, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll. I mean, God, sometimes I look like at a guy like Nikita and say, Mother, we got to restrap it up tonight, man. Because that was, that was not Nikita's forte, but we did a bunch of them. <clears throat> as, I did with, as I did with Dusty, I mean, all those guys I wrestled for an hour. <clears throat> when it's all said and done, who do you think gets their hand raised? MJF or do we have a new champion in Brian Danielson? I would leave it at MJF. Hmm. I certainly would. Next up, we've got a tag affair. The guns, Billy Gunn's son, Austin Gunn, and Colin Colton Gunn are going to take on the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And of course, there's uh, one more opportunity. Uh, so there's still a mystery team that can earn their way into that shot. I personally, I'm a Homer. I want Jay lethal and Jeff Jarrett to be the heels with the tag straps and have the acclaim chasing. What would you do? Same thing. Yeah. I think Jay and, and Jeff have, have caught on to something right now and it's good. And they'd be giving us 10% of their purse. Uh, well, <laughs> Right, listen, I'm not going to argue that. We know how that pairing came to be. They beat your ass to death in a damn parking lot. The yeah. least they can do is send a little vig up. Send, 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 me some, send me a little bit. Just a little bit, Jeff. Come on. 
Uh, we got a Texas death match. That's got a lot of intrigue. Yes. I know it's in California, but the, uh, the rivalry really had the heat turned up in Texas. So it's a Texas death match with hangman, Adam page and John Moxley. Who are you picking there? Moxley. Uh, he's, he, he's good in those matches. Well, they both are, but I tried up John's alley. John, like John is that rugged, tough guy that, uh, just look at him. Um, John's really good in those kind of matches. I'm, I'm, I'm picking John to win. Samoa Joe will be defending his AEW TNT championship against Wardlow. Of course, we heard the backstory that those guys became friendly and, uh, Wardlow had grown his hair out to sort of honor his father. And after Samoa Joe beat him recently, he cut his hair. Mm-hmm. So the TNT title is on the line, but it's a lot, a lot more than belts. It's family pride. Samoa Joe coming in as the big time heel and the champ. Who are you picking Samoa Joe or Wardlow? Um, I'm picking Samoa Joe. Keep that story going. I, uh, I don't know enough about Wardlow. Sorry. I mean, I'm, I've only seen him perform a couple of times, but Samoa Joe is a good heel. Great heel. Yeah. Real good. Speaking of good heels, Chris Jericho's one, the Jericho appreciation society will be banned from ringside when Jericho wrestles Ricky Starks. Have you had a chance to catch much of Ricky Starks? He's uh, a pretty good promo. I think you'd dig that. I have. Um, and I think, um, this is the deal where, um, it's kind of like with John, if, if it happens, I think it's going to where John is going to wrestle Austin theory. Yep. It's one of those deals that, that, that being able to wrestle at the level um, of um, being able to level, being able to wrestle and hang with a guy, the level of Jericho's notoriety and his, his, uh, his skill will, will make this kid. It, it, I mean, it can make him or break him. So you're going Ricky Starks. I no, I'm, I'm looking for Jericho to, to uh, put him over and, uh, but give him a hell of a match. Well said. I'm looking forward to that. Jamie yeah, I, 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 I think Chris knows that he, <clears throat> he's got nothing to gain. And I think Chris is more about helping. I, he's a lot like Cena. I think he's more about helping <clears throat> young guys come along and, um, it's not going to hurt Chris's legacy at all to, um, uh, to, uh, help this kid out. No doubt. He's a made man. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Jamie Hader is a made woman. She's the AEW women's champion. She's going to be defending in a three-way against Ruby Soho and Soraya, the former page from WWE. Uh, what do you expect here? Soraya. Me too. She's looking good. I watched her doing that. She looks great. And then the match that everybody's going to be buzzing about the six man tag team championship for the AEW world trios titles. The elite taking on the house of black. It's Kenny Omega and the young bucks against Malachi black, Brody King and buddy Matthews. You going with the elite here or is it time for a switch? Um, put up the graphic for them. Okay. I had to make sure I knew what I was talking about. Um, I'll be honest with you. I like the elite. Yeah, me too. I like the elite. Well, and the other thing I know you like is eating good. You've heard us talk about some of the great products from Titan nutrition, including their powerful testosterone booster, the test launch powdered weight loss formula in light today. We want to highlight another great product stage seven, which is their high protein meal replacement formula. Each serving of stage seven has 24 grams of protein, 12 grams of carbs, and only three grams of sugars with six delicious flavors like toasted banana cake, brownie batter, and strawberry shortcake. Stage seven is a great replacement for a meal or a delicious snack in between meals. It's easy to take on the go and crush it in the car to help you avoid some unhealthy snacking while traveling. Help keep your diet in check by adding Titan stage seven to your diet. You won't be disappointed. Go to titannutrition.net and use the code flare at checkout and you'll get 10% off your purchase and get free shipping. That's titannutrition.net with the code flare to save yourself 10% and get free shipping. Listen, we, uh, we took to Twitter and asked if uh, our listeners had any questions for you. And I definitely want to hit those, but before we do, I want to ask, cause it was a pretty controversial topic last week. Did you see the wrestling observer awards that came out? Did you hear about those? I did not. Let's run through a few, the wrestler of the year, which is known as the Ric Flair award. John Moxley comes in at number one, Roman reigns at number two, will Osprey at number three and Okada at number four. What do you think of that? John Moxley wrestler of the year last year. Well, I think he's done a hell of a job, but I, I, um, this is certainly nothing against John, but I don't see how you go against Roman. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I guess because she had some time off, but, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck on this. I think Ashley's the best worker in the business. And I know that I'm, I know that she took most of the year uh, off though, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, if she stays uh, healthy all year long this year and they don't give it to her, there's something wrong. <laughs> Tag team of the year. It was a runaway FTR. Uh, got a ton of votes. 
They're number one. Mark and Jay Briscoe, of course, we just recently lost Jay. They came in at number two. Young Bucks at three. Usos at four. FTR last year, I, I believe, only had 16 or, or six televised tag matches last year. The best six, tag team in the business right now is the Usos. Really? Absolutely. Okay. If you factor in size, which they're both 240, they're not 25, not 210, not 28. They're 240. They can do anything athletically. They're fearless. I just, I'm, I'm really stuck. I, I mean, I, I love FCR. I, I, this is not a, <clears throat> once again, I've always got to qualify because people get their feelings hurt. But I mean, how do you not go with Roman Reigns, even though I love John? Right. Because Roman has just done so damn much for the business. I mean, and how do you not go with uh, with the Usos? I mean, that, that's that been a year-long angle that has really paid off. Well, I think, uh, and I know you didn't have a chance to see it, but one day I want to sit down and watch the FTR Briscoe's dog collar match. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. I, I really want you to see it. I think that might sway your opinion, but I hear you. I think a few years ago, we all thought, man, FTR versus the Young Bucks, that's a dream match. Now it almost feels like it's gone the other way. It's FTR and the Usos. I would agree with you. They're probably 1A and 1B in tag teams right now. Well, let me tell you something. When, when FTR was with WWE, those yeah. matches were incredible. Yes. Incredible. They're, they're totally an iron. Yes. They are. And then and the Usos, one, you just got to factor in, they're so damn big. They're big kids. And they're and they're, they're two hundred and forty pounds, both of them, and, and that to me that factors a lot in what they do in the ring, because you get in, they can do the splashes, they can jump through tables, they stay relatively healthy. I mean, I, I just I have a hard time getting around the Usos, uh, um, right now. So, but but I mean that, that just to even mention in that and the fact that the fans respect them that much. And that uh, that award has been going on so long, and believe me or not, believe me, it does mean something to these kids to get that award. Yes, that's the most important thing. Is the marks out there or the fans out there that think us is all bullshit? It means a lot to them. It's not a payday, but to, to win a Dave Meltzer Award or any of the, any of these, I mean, it meant a lot. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't realize it till people are talking about it later on. And what did I get? Six or seven of them or something like that. I can't even remember, but uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but people still talk about it today. So it means something. You won it in, uh, 1983, 1984, 1985, Again, that's some pretty stiff competition back then, too. No doubt. The uh, yeah. Best on Interviews Award went to MJF, and it wasn't even close. This is his second time winning it. That puts him up there with guys like Roddy Piper and Jim Cornette and yourself and Stone Cold and The Rock. What did you think? MJF have the best promos last year? Um, um, I think so. I, I, I'd, have, I'd have to say, yeah. I can't think of anybody who had better ones. No. I don't I think. Yeah, he brings a lot of energy, and he, um, yeah, I, I, I like his whole presentation. I mean, interviews, it's not just what comes out of your mouth. It's the way you present it. Does that make sense? Yes. 
it, it's the, 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 the canter, the demeanor, the arrogance. I mean, there's a lot more than just what comes out of your mouth. And yes, he's very good. Very good. Promotion of the year. And this became a uh, somewhat controversial. All elite wrestling came in first place. Stardom came in second place. WWE came in third place. New Japan pro wrestling in fourth and the UFC in fifth. I don't know about that one. I love me some Tony Khan and AEW, but promotion of the year and stardom. How does that beat WWE? I I don't possibly know how. I mean, I mean, first of all, it's not those guys just that aforementioned card you just did for AEW is as good a card, yes, uh, as 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 a WWE has, with the exception of a few people. Um. But you just can't. I don't know how anybody can put anything ahead of the WWE. I I, I talked to Tony during my birthday. It was great. I felt one of the things I felt good about is I'm on a good. I'm in a good place with both companies, which proves this factor that was really important. Tony, if if you're, if you're critical of something and you do it, and you but you point out the reasons why you're saying it. This fact about where people thinking that Tony is sensitive or Hunter is sensitive and that it's bullshit. It's the way you present it. Right. I mean, and who it is, who's saying it. So if somebody is saying it, that actually knows the business and has paid the price to be in it and be successful, they don't mind be, being critical. And I, and all I said was last week and it, it got all kinds of press. I thought I was hoping I didn't piss off Tony. But when I read it, what I said was he invested in football. He's got a soccer team yes. and it doesn't hurt to step back. Right. And obviously it didn't piss him off. So it, cause he texted me on my birthday and, and it just Hunter did. I mean, I'm, I'm in a good place and that's, that's all I want to do. I want to be happy. And, and I think the kids know that I, I'm just giving my opinion. It doesn't mean it's right, but it's, it's an, it's an opinion that comes from experience. Whereas I can name 35 or 40 people that say things that they don't even have the right to talk about because they don't know. Right. And they haven't been near the locker room and they haven't been near the town. Does that make sense? Yes. And so they're just shooting from, from, and then they're going to say something that's hurtful. And, and it's just, I'm, I'm, I got what you and I, I think we accomplish in our, in our format is we, we speak the truth. There's nobody more knowledgeable that's not a wrestler, in my opinion, than you. And, I, and, I, and I've met a lot of people that have followed the business. But you, I mean, I, I think you know it as well as Dave does. Because um, you've been watching it for years, you loved it. And you've met uh, so many of the components, personally. Yeah. So you, you know the that. inner workings of it. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm just happy to say that people, people are... are, are I think like our podcast, because we are, you know, we're fair and we're just giving our opinion. It's not to hurt anybody, you know, and it's not anytime you say someone's better then you say, well, God, but what about there is, so? yeah, yeah, but, but it, it's the truth. It's, not everybody can be number one. That's true. Not everyone can be number two. And if you're in the top five, you're damn lucky. Yeah. And if you're in the top 10, you're even luckier. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and yeah, I think that's the way you and I could run the show. And that's why hopefully people enjoy listening to it. 
Well, they do. And, and I appreciate that people enjoy watching dynamite. It won best weekly TV show. I would probably agree with that on the whole, when it came to the United States, Canadian MVP in, in order, it was John Moxley, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, MJF, and Brian Danielson. I got to think Moxley as the rumor goes, had some scheduled off time planned. And then when everything happened with CM Punk and the bucks or whatever that was, they decided, Hey, can you stick around? And he did. He really did help carry AEW last year. John. Moxley. Oh, ab- absolutely. God, I, I'm, a, I'm not saying that cause I close to him and Ray, but I am, a, but I mean, <clears throat> like I said, I, I think we're native big component of the show now too, but it's just, you're talking about a company that's been in existence for three years as opposed to the WWE. So it just, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. But there's, it's, it's certainly not good of lack of talent or effort. And that's the key word. The kids work just as hard just because I don't know all of them and because I'm, the, I'm not around the AEW locker room. Doesn't mean I don't respect them. I respect them all. MJF won most charismatic Brian Danielson won the Brian Danielson award. That's not a joke, but uh, my man has won that technical wrestling and that's what it is. It's a best technical wrestler award. He won it in 06 and 07 and 08 and nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 and 14. And now of course he's won it in 2021 and 2022. Uh, Moxley won the best brawler award, which is the bruiser Brody award. Uh, most overrated. This is one you may have an opinion on Ronda Rousey and your opinion is Ronda Rousey overrated. Um, well, my response to that would be Ronda Rousey is a world-class athlete, but she hasn't wrestled enough to, 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 to be considered the greatest wrestler. Does that make sense? Yes. If, if she had been, if she had trained to wrestle as long as she trained for MMA, she'd be one of the all-time greats, but she is one of the greatest athletes in, in the history of the female division. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, I think that's and, and, and a very charming, nice young lady that is tougher than tougher than shit, but it, you know, it, it goes out there and makes it happen for everybody. The rookie of the year award goes to Rick Steiner's son, Braun breaker. No argument for me. None for me either. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't believe he's not on the main roster yet. You got to think after mania, he's coming up, right? Every time, every time I see, um, every time I see uh, Rick, I go, what the hell? He, he goes, I don't know. <laughs> Cause he's been there a while. I, you know, sometimes when he's such an integral part of the show, they don't want to let him go. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm assuming they're taking care of him financially. Oh, you got to assume. Yeah. 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 Because uh, Tony would pay him a fortune. Well, I don't think we got to worry about that. I think WWE is going to open up the checkbook. No, no, no. I'm just saying if he didn't, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, Tony, for sure. Tony would jump on him in a second. The best non-wrestler award went to Paul Heyman. No argument for me. He has helped level up Roman in a way that is hard to beat. The best word, what award is that? Non-wrestler. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but. Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. The worst television announcer. I want your take on this. It's uh, Corey Graves wins the worst announcer award. Booker T comes in second. Jim Ross comes in third. I don't know about that. Maybe I'm in the minority. Clearly, I guess I am. I like Corey Graves. I think he does a great job. I think it's fantastic. I can yeah. tell you the worst announcer is, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Corey Graves is fantastic. And Jim Ross, whether I'm getting along with Jim or not, Jim Ross is the hell of an announcer. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's my personal feelings for Jim and I. We, we go back and forth over stupid stuff, but it's hard to ever factor Ross out. And I'll be honest with you, I think Shivani does a hell of a job. He is crushing it. Yeah, I mean, I, so I don't know why. That that, that that award right there, that's just people. It's, are, negative. it's what? It's a negative bullshit. It's negative. Rick, let's take a time out right now to tell everybody about Woo Wings. Rick Flair's very own virtual restaurant brand is now operating in more than 50 locations across the country in 17 different states with many more on the way. You can order the legendary flavors and world championship Woo Wings from your Uber or Postmates app in all of these states, Alabama, Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Flair is on tour, baby. For a complete list of current locations, or to find out more about becoming one of Ric Flair's restaurant partners, visit ricflairwings.com. Remember, Woo Wings is a virtual brand, so it is delivery only. And the food is made by restaurant partners with an existing location who are looking to add more to their bottom line. If you're in a Woo Wing city, order today from the Uber Eats or Postmates app and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Woo. So now here's something else that's a little negative, Rick. The worst major wrestling show, the readers of the Wrestling Observer voted that last year's Royal Rumble, not the one last month, but last year in St. Louis, that was the worst major wrestling show. The second worst major wrestling show was the Elimination Chamber over in Saudi Arabia last February. The third worst wrestling show was GCW's The World in January in New York last year. And in fourth place, the worst major wrestling show, according to the readers of the wrestling observer, Ric Flair's last match. We took, we took fourth. We took fourth in the worst major wrestling show. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, let's keep the hits going. They also have a a little topic they vote on over in the Observer Award. No, but that that means we're not the first worst. We're not the first worst. (laughs) Not even second or third. I'll I'll take that. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The most disgusting promotional tactic. Number one was WWE Vince McMahon appearing on television for a crowd pop after sexual misconduct allegations. That was number one. Number two, WWE continuing the relationship with Saudi Arabia. And number three, the most disgusting promotional tactic, Ric Flair's last match. Well, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I got to say to that? 
What's that? I made three hundred thousand dollars. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's right. I made three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Disgusting you. Yeah. <laughs> Disgust yourself for three hundred grand. Worst match of the year. And, and and get in the shape that I got in. How about that, motherfuckers? At, at seventy three, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, worst match of the year, Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon, Arlington, Texas. The second worst match of the year, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against Ric Flair and Andrade in Nashville. Second worst, Rick. Come on now. Uh, I, I'll take that because it was a shit. <laughs> there it, were it, worse it, matches it, last year. My but, God. No, no, no. But here's the deal. It, it was a shit because I made a mistake in uh, hydrating. Let right. me have, Let me have it again. Give, give oh, me, will you stop? No, no, I mean, I'm serious. I think about it all the time. Let me have the match again. Because the one thing I never thought about was to keep myself hydrated, which I found out my doctor told me the other day. I just went to get my heart tested and all that. He said, the only thing wrong with you is, he said, he, 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 to my new doctor here in Tampa, so he's reading my medical records. He goes, you drink nine to 12 beers a day. And the same, it's like the psychiatrist, right? From years ago. <laughs> yeah, I said, you do that every day? He said, I'm looking at your blood work. And all I can tell you is that if you're going to keep drinking like that, you, you got to stay a little bit more hydrated. That's the only thing. So just drink more water with the booze. Oh, my God. He goes, I assume you're not going to quit drinking. I said, you got that shit right. Said, Just drink more water. So it's not that your alcohol ratio is too high. It's that <laughs> water's too low. Believe it or not, it, 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 water affects the, the, your, your kidneys. If you don't drink enough water, if you're drinking a lot of booze. Yeah. Because the nine beers, I didn't even tell them how much vodka I'm drinking every day. <laughs> God, I mean, come on. And and you, of all people, putting that phony blue shit in your vodka. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That, Hang on now. It's vodka water. I'm drinking water. And I'll never forget one of the first times me and you were hanging yeah, out. Yeah, vodka water. You're right. That's right. You, you need to drink more water. I'm I'm chugging water, dude. So no, no that, that's what I'm doing now, though. But you, my kidneys have been through a little more than yours. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, mine stopped. (laughs) Mine in 2017, mine said, fuck you, Rick. We do not work anymore. You're dead. I love you for that. (laughs) It's the fucking truth. Wendy, tell me I'd bring the goddamn special doctor down there to get my kidneys pumped up. Oh, my God. Come here, uh, here, Wendy. This is great to get on the podcast. Come here. Hello. So I guess I I guess we're we're tagging you in for a kidney story. Yes, a kidney story, huh? No, we're at the hospital, and I told, oh, well, you know, they could pump in vodka and stuff. So, and they wanted to do that. I said, no, no, no. We need to get a new machine in here, and we need to fix his kidneys. Is that the story he wants me to tell you? Because that was what was happening. Because they stopped. Yeah, yeah, his kidneys and the machine wasn't working. So we had to go get a new, a different machine, a brand new machine that hospitals didn't have. So I went to the staff. We, yeah, it was uh, very hard to convince them that we need this new machine here. Now the hospital has probably 10 of them, but it's because of Rick. So he's worn out stair, machine, stair masters and kidney machines? Yes. 
<laughs> okay. All righty. That's it. That's his story. He's the it. Iron Man. You know what? The Iron Man or the Bionic Man? I One told of those. Him One of those. Theme, his theme for next year's birthday is Bionic Man. I like that. I like that. Bye. Nice to see Wendy here on the program. A little running, a little hot tag. Conrad. So Wendy leaves now, right? Wendy lives here now pretty much. Like, she's going back and forth. So last night at American Social, she said, I can't. <laughs> she said to me, I'm going home. I, I cannot drink every night with you. And so I'm drinking. I've drank all weekend. I can't. Now, now I get to stay at American Social by myself. <laughs> Wendy goes home watches TV. <laughs> well, you do have your name literally on the bar. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. I found a new place too. They're gonna put my name on it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when he goes, when he goes, you enjoy. I'm going home. I'm not gonna sit here drink with you every goddamn night. I love it. <laughs> How good is that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let's do a few more awards. Uh, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> They got to put you on a leash or something down there. And we got the porn channel fixed too. <laughs> oh, well, how can we live without that? Now, now I don't have to call you for room to number 280 in your private room downstairs. <laughs> it was $5.99, by the way. $5.99. <laughs> uh, worst promotion of the year, according to the Wrestling Observer WWE. Come on, man. Worst promotion of the year. They had their most top line revenue ever. They had their biggest profit ever. How are they the worst promotion of the year? That's just silly. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But getting getting back to my last match. Yeah. Um, and that um, if the things that surround in it, if that what, what was that thing we did with ESPN? Give me the stat on that again. It was the uh, most viewed combat sports story of the year. It was on the front page for more than a day. Nobody else could claim that. Yeah. And didn't we also have the biggest crowd in the history of that building? It wasn't the biggest crowd, but I mean, it was the biggest in a while. I mean, WWE had ran it recently. AEW had ran it recently. We outdrew them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all time. You guys sold it out for Starcades and nitros and all that. Okay. Like, okay. I don't remember. Really. But you did out. Here's what's crazy. I think you did draw more than when it was you and flair and steamboat and funk that's where he gave you the pile driver on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we drew more for that. Yeah. There were more people for a one-off show than there were for you and yeah. Steamboat for the title back in. I'll take some of those. I'll take those accolades. (laughs) Uh, Best booker of the year. Tony Khan. That surprises me. I thought for sure. Triple H had it last year. I think Meltzer kind of agreed too. He even says, I usually don't comment on this. And for the six, first six months of the year, you can make the argument that WWE and AEW as businesses were in the same position with one much larger, but clear cut one and two in the world all year. However, it was WWE that grew all year while AEW did not do as well as in comparison over the last eight months. Tony Khan wins Booker of the Year again. Well, I can't, you know, the fans decide, but, you know, I, I think that, um, well, once again, I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, you know, you're just, it's just hard to compare WWE to AEW because of how long WWE has been around. Right. And it's, and it's just that big. So I don't know, but I mean, 
even though I think that he should look back sometimes, and, and because he, especially during football season, if nothing else, because he doesn't miss anything. You know that, right? Right. I mean, he he, he does the stats for the game, for the football game. Yes. Yes. And he, and he goes to practice, and and he, and I and I wasn't saying, I was saying he's closest to it. It is. It, it's okay to be that close, but sometimes you need a fresh. But he takes a damn much pride in it. I, I got no problem with giving that to Tony, because trust me, Hunter has a lot of help too. Oh, for sure, he's got a whole staff. I mean, Hunter's got me. I mean, let's talk about our buddy Bruce. I mean, yeah, he's got Hunter's got twenty guys, and and Tony probably has two. So yeah, give it to Tony, but you can't take anything away from Hunter either. No doubt. Promoter of the and, year, and, and, and once again, the fans do not dictate our business. And it's nice that they want to have a, a say in it, and we appreciate that. But they don't dictate. It's a popularity contest. You know that we all yeah. do. Promoter of the year, also Tony Khan. Uh, Dana White came in second. Rosie Agawa came in third. Paul Levesque in fourth. Nick Khan in fifth, and all the way at the bottom, eighth is Vince McMahon. Promoter, by definition, in my opinion, means who drew the most money, whose business made the most money. Vince McMahon should have won that. It's not close, but Tony Khan did. Uh, And then best gimmick. I think you and I will both be aligned here. It was a blow away. Sammy Zayn. Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, no, I, you know, once I said, I told you that I I think, I think what's going to be important now, and this is a very fair statement. Is let's see how how um, Sammy does without being part of uh, Roman's deal. Yes, that that'll be the measure of of his success. If he can maintain that momentum, where Kevin Owens has maintained momentum for like five straight years now, or something like that, right? Yep. Kevin taking those crazy bumps and all that. Now let's see what um, Sammy can do when he without being part of the bloodline. That that's that's when you really find out if you're over or you're just you had that what we call fleeting fame. I can't wait to see what's next for that bloodline storyline. Of course, Cody Rhodes announced uh, as we're recording this last night on Monday Night Raw that Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, and this Friday, Cody Rhodes will be on SmackDown too. So I'm pretty pumped to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it's a big AEW pay per view weekend. NMLS number six five zero eight four equal housing lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. But for the rest of the show, let's hit some questions. Uh, I jumped on Twitter last night and asked, Hey man, you guys got a question for the birthday boy. Let's hit him up. Brad Gilmore, friend of the show says, I want to know about the night he faced Hogan for the WWE title in 2002 on Monday night raw, how that came about. And did he feel a certain amount of pressure? How was Hogan to work with in the ring at that point of time? A Monday night raw. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love working with Hulk. No pressure whatsoever. It because felt like I, all times, though, did it not? I mean, that could have been 10 years prior, and here you guys are in 02 doing the thing. Yeah, you know, it was great. I mean, we always, we made, you know, 
kind of like what Bruce said in the documentary. I didn't get over. I think I was over better when I was 50 years old than I was before, but I certainly had I certainly had a good time both during both runs. So that's kind of how I measured. I mean, I was happy, and um, but I've never had a problem putting Hulk over, man. I mean, and guess what? We were probably sold out then. Yeah, O2 was a hot time for the company, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Bobby wants to know, what was your most memorable birthday gift from a fellow wrestler, and who was it? Do you have a memorable birthday gift you can share with us on the air through the years that a wrestler got you? That a wrestler got me? Yeah. Oh, my most memorable. Well, Dusty and I, used, Dusty was a Boston Celtic, and I was a, a, a Laker, right? Right. So we uh, we exchanged um, um, uh, uh, he gave me a Laker uh, uh, sweatsuit, and I gave him a Celtic sweatsuit. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, Chad gave me some Louis Vuitton tennis shoes this year. <laughs> How fun is that? I, I haven't worn tennis shoes. I'll, you know, people wear them now like dress shoes. Yes. I, I guess you know that. I mean, in Las Vegas, everybody, nobody is undressed. There's no more Ferragamos. It's tennis yeah. shoes. So. Yes. I may wear them out tonight. <laughs> They're comfortable. Megan got me some for uh, our anniversary last year. They're comfortable. Hey, hey, I remember I walked into TV one time in a pair of jeans and a sport coat. I'd never worn jeans in my life. And I walked by Vince and Vince stopped, turned around and said, what the fuck are you wearing? Are <laughs> I swear to God, he said, are those jeans? He said, what the fuck has Ric Flair done to himself? I said, well, I'm trying to be, trying to be youthful more youthful <laughs> I love it <laughs> it's what, God, said it to me. what the fuck have you got on Good Lord. jeans yes <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're the pens and jeans <laughs> I love you <laughs> I uh listen we did actually get a question uh, about that has Rick ever had an accident during a match just once was that the match against steamboat yeah with, with tommy young what, what were you sick that day or did you eat something that no i just had an accident just who knows what happened he suplexed me something flew out <laughs> <laughs> the worst part was we had to wrestle another 30 minutes. Why didn't you just go home early, Rick? I don't know. <laughs> Two knows. I think I think that's when I started wearing black tights. <laughs> that's a good call. That's a good call. Now, since my surgery, I wear two sets of the pins and always carry three, always carry three pairs of pants. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Uh, John Hayes on Twitter wants to know, is there a wrestler through the years that you never got to wrestle, but you wish you had, the, is there the, one that you missed? No, not when I was active, but I, the guy I wish I always could have wrestled. Like even in my early fifties is, is Roman. He's the only wow. guy I, I wish I could have wrestled that I didn't get to. Could I wrestle everybody else? Uh, Noel Jr. asked a not, question. Not, 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 not at my best, but at least I had a chance to be in the ring with him, you know? Right. 
Uh, Noel Jr. on Twitter says, my question is if the roles reversed in the late eighties with sting going to the WWF and Jim Helwig going to JCP, how would both men's careers have panned out? Sting would have been huge. Uh, Helwig would not have worked at the JCP. Not for long. No. Uh, Danny boy, three, probably, probably not a day. Really? Can you see Jim Helwig getting along with Ole Anderson? Well, that's fair, I guess. Let me be honest. Harley yeah. Race. Yeah. <laughs> so Sting would have been huge either way and was and is. Uh, here's a fun one from Jeff Good. And, and I'm just saying that because um, Jim was hard to do business with. Right. And that was that wasn't that wasn't a word like when he when he um, didn't want to do the favor and. Uh, and he, he held them up somewhere. You, you think someone's going to square garden, SummerSlam. Yeah. What do you think Harley Race would do in that situation? Broke his leg. He'd, no, he'd walk over in the locker room and, and beat him up so bad. And, and he'd throw him out the door and tell him not. I mean, he, that's the way it would happen. Right. I mean, that's the way the business was back then. Jack Mulligan, can you imagine that? I mean, I, I can't, can't fathom that. <laughs> I just can't. Jeff Goodrich wants to know, did the horseman chewable vitamins taste awful? Never had them. I love you for that. Yeah. No, I never ate one of them. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think any of the horses ever did. Uh, Jim Joyce says any memories of working with Leo Burke? Never wrote, I never worked with Leo. Uh, Danny I, I know, Bo I know, I know him, but I know I never worked with him. Danny boy, three sixteen says. What are one or two of your all-time favorite hotel bars to party at? Hotel bars? Yep. The Marriott on Riverdale Road. The Marriott Harbormaster, Baltimore. And the Safari Club at the Sheridan of Baltimore. Three. Very famous. Wow. Very well-represented bars. I, I, got, I got a lot more. I mean, hotel bars, let me think. St. Louis, <laughs> what city? God dang! <laughs> Come on, get serious. The bar, the Marriott, the Miami Airport Marriott, the bar at the Fort Lauderdale Airport or Fort Lauderdale Marriott on the water. Oh, come on, <laughs> the Mayfair in uh, in Coconut Grove. <laughs> we had baby grand pianos in the room. <laughs> I mean, oh, and of course the Bismarck with the general. <laughs> uh, Trevor Owens wants to know, did you ever see Jim Cornette back down from anyone in an altercation? No. He Jimmy was fearless, had, wasn't he? he? When he, when he Jim, was feeling it, he was forward, forward. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy had big balls. That's why I respected him. Yeah. I don't think he thought it was very tough, but he wasn't afraid to say what he thought. Right. I mean that promo that I would I what I listened to that promo he cut from New York on Hall and Nash. You remember that? It's fantastic. I mean, I yeah, I just I, I thought only fuck, you know, but he, you know, clearly he 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 wasn't afraid to say it. Right. I I, I can't remember what it was about. I, I guess it was they'd come to, had they come to us. No, that yeah, they had just gone to WCW and done oh. the NWO thing. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, I can't remember what he's Jesus, what a promo. So. D fresh 96 wants to know any memories working for Don Owen. Oh God. Great. One of the greatest promoters of all time. What made him so great? 
Well, number one, he paid he paid 10% like everybody else was supposed to. Number two, he was a very gracious guy. And number three, he was he he, he loved the business and he didn't make it hard on anybody. It was very easy. Easy territory. Let's do one here from uh, the, great, the greatest story about Don Owen is you know he owned a huge cattle ranch. Wrestling really? wrestling was just yeah. He had over two thousand head of cattle. And so when he would go to Vegas or for the NWA convention, he would always take everybody out to dinner, like forty people, right? But he wouldn't buy he wouldn't buy fish. He said no no shrimp cocktails, no fish, just beef products. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no. Maybe let the maybe maybe show cocktails, but no, no fish, no fish. Uh, entrees, entrees. <laughs> Everybody had to stay. Uh, here's one you'll have to think about. Patrick J says, apart from his daughter, who would Rick like to induct to the Hall of Fame? Well, I've never one. I would love to induct my daughter, but I don't. I want it to be. I don't want it to be me. I right. want I want it to be Hunter. Um Hunter or Stephanie. Um that I mean that'd be that'd be my pick. She probably has her someone in mind too. I'm just off the top of my head. I can't think of any two that have been more involved in her life. Um but um who would I like to see induct her? No, no who, would, who who would you like to induct? Oh, who would I like to induct? Yes. Um, I think I've inducted, I, I, if they put him in for, I'd like to induct my, uh, Muda. I knew him better actually than Sting did. You know, I just wasn't able to participate and wrestle with him. You know, Muda was there when, uh, when, uh, with, with Reed right before Reed passed and all that. that that's where, that's where Muda was. I, he's a special kid to me. I've always liked him. I'd like, I'd love to induct him. Do you think if, um, if Sting is still with AEW when they finally put Lex Luger in, think you'll be the guy to do that? I hope so. And yeah. I don't I don't think Tony would have a problem with it. Yeah, I would think Tony would be okay with Sting doing that. Hell yeah. Why not? It makes everybody look better. Yeah. Greg Hill wants to know what's your go to style for Rolexes? Daytonas, Yacht Masters? Well, right now, as you know, they're impossible to find. Yep. So um You've always got, been a day date guy though. Yeah, I've got I've got this one that the company gave me, and I've got one a really tricked out one that Ollie made me. Um my wrapper Rolex. There you go. The yeah. blinked out one. The bling one. You've seen it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I wear this one all the time. The one the company gave me for my uh seventieth birthday. Pretty special. Ryan Pritchard says, What was it like working Hawaii for Miss Maivia? In entertaining and <laughs> different. How, how was it different? Um, oh, Leah was great. I mean, she just, <laughs> I'd wrestle with somebody for an hour and Leah would say, uh, Ricky, um, we didn't do that well at the box hall, but I have a painting for you. <laughs> she gave me a painting one time instead of a payoff. <laughs> A painting too big to put me back on the plane. It's still there. It's still in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But boy, you, Leah didn't take any shit, man. She was, and she and you were together, man. And they were having a minor disagreement. It took it already took thirty cops to get him out of a bar in San Jose one time. That's both of them. <laughs> P 
Peter, just like Haku, man. The original Haku. <laughs> uh, Mickey Shea. Hey, think about this. Walking, walking around Minneapolis, 30 below zero. And what do they call those lays? Um, yeah. What do they call them? The, the flower necklace is a lay. No, you, you, no, you no, the shorts. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what that's called, but I know what and, you're talking about. And, 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 and uh, shower shoes. Yeah. 30 below zero. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> he was immune. <laughs> lava, lava. Uh, Mickey Shea wants to know, what are your thoughts on nature boy, Paul Lee? Um, he's, he's a nice guy. He's just, um, I don't know. I mean, he, he actually believes he's a nature boy. So I, I used to be a little bit offended by it. Now I just take it with a grain of salt. He's a nice guy. He, yeah. Believe it or not, he's been very successful. And and to be honest with you, I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for him. Uh, Brendan wants to know, what are Rick's memories of being part of the Hulkamania tour of Australia in 2009? Well, God, it was brutal. It, it was a lot of fun, but, man, we both weren't. I look back at those pictures now, and I hate signing them. <laughs> I go, Hulk, damn it, I I said, who's getting these? Who wants this damn thing signed? We, he looked better than me, but I looked, I was, I mean, I was in shape cardiovascular wise, but I was way past. I should have, I should have been wrestling in a bodysuit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? You were fine. No, getting man boobs from hell. Uh, Randall Wallace wants to end this show on a high note. He says, would just love to hear some Wahoo McDaniel stories and who hit harder Wahoo or Ronnie Garvin. That Wahoo. Are you kidding? The reason I don't have any calcium in my valves in my heart is Wahoo knocked it all out. And then Garvin <laughs> did it 20 years later. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had a dream that Wahoo chopped my pacemaker the other day. And I woke, and I woke up and thank God he went there. He hit me so damn hard. And when he got tired, he'd be monkey. He'd miss right that throwing you in a rope and coming off and chopping. I never knew where I was going to get it. Windpipe, mouth, nose. Um, oh God, Wahoo was a man and a half. I mean, Wahoo is the closest thing to Jeremiah Johnson I've ever met in my life. And I never met Jeremiah Johnson, but everybody saw the movie. Yeah, hunt fish. I mean, all that shit, like, like he, him and Steve Austin would have been best friends. I mean, he didn't love that stuff. He loved to go out in the wilderness, fearless, fearless, carried two guns everywhere. And he was married more times than me. He was married six times. So, you know, he had some fun. And, um, I mean, wow, the greatest picture I've ever seen in my life. And I walked into the foyer of Wallace's apartment in Minneapolis, and he had four guys standing there, um, Charlie Pride. Lee Turbino, Wahoo in the middle, Mickey Mantle, on Billy Martin. That's who he played golf with. That's where all his money went. <laughs> he lost money. You can't play golf with Lee Turbino and win. <laughs> well, he had, boys he had, and girls, we great, uh, he had great memorabilia. Wow, played for the Jets, you know, Dolphins, Broncos. What a life! Yeah, it was a man and a half. Man and a half. You know, it's funny when he got when he got diabetic and they put him on insulin. He just drank, took twice the insulin and kept on drinking. 
I said, Chief, you can't drink the Crown Royal. I said, yeah, I can. I just give myself two shots. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, no, he was tough. Tough. Wrestle an hour, stay out all night long, and go play 18 holes of golf again, and wrestle an hour again. I mean, he ate enough speed <laughs> to, to move a boat across the harbor here. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness well folks that'll do it for us today we greatly appreciate program. if you haven't already go hit the subscribe button on our youtube and tell all your friends to be back next wednesday right here on to be the man Woo! you gotta beat the man